We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's what the world's been lacking. It's what the world's been missing. A gaming, a sports, a talk show, a podcast, all about gaming and sports. I know the world's been missing it. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to Stick Talk, hosted by your favorite content creator himself, AA9 I'm, I'm kidding. I am AA9 Skills, but I'm probably not your favorite content creator. But I promise you this might become your favorite podcast in the world, with some of your favorite content creators coming on to speak facts about FIFA about Madden, about NBA 2K, about sports, about fantasy, the drama, the updates, everything you need to know, everything you don't want to talk about, everything we need to talk about, the good, the bad, the ugly, in one spot. Who's on the stick next? You think you good enough? You think you know it all? You got to listen, baby, for the number one, hopefully the number one podcast in the world when it comes to sports and gaming. Ladies and gentlemen, Stick Talk, once a week, coming right to your ears. And you can even watch us live get involved. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Ah, what's going on, gamers? Hope you're all doing well. As per usual, welcome back to Esports Rewind Podcast. Hello, sir. Hello, hello, Jake. Uh, how are you doing today? How's your week been? It's been a week, my man. It's been a week for sure. I'm sure a lot of us, our listeners out there, whether on the audio version or the YouTube version, hope you guys are all doing well. But yeah, as per usual here in gaming, it's been a hectic week. How, how have you been, though? Dying. Yeah. It's been a personal apocalypse for me, uh, the smoke rolling in. like you, you already know, I've told you this, the audience can learn now, weather in general 
puts me on my Zane butt. Is not, Zane's not a normal human. Uh, <laughs> uh, weather affects this man more than anyone I've ever met in my life. I Yeah, doctors don't know what's going on. Either. They're just like, well, I mean, you deal with it and you're still alive, so it's fine. Yeah, so, but, yeah. I mean, we're all getting through it. Hopefully you uh, guys are getting through it. We got some great stories to talk about, and thank you all for tuning in. Zane, you want to hit him with a little intro, and then we'll get rolling? Yeah, mixing it up a little bit this week. I want to give everybody a heads up that actually Esports Talk is hiring officially. Oh, By you're going to that now? Live, oh, yeah, yeah get, we get the word out, because we're Here looking for the a DMs, new 10 member. Yeah, we want the DMs. By all means, reach out. We're looking for a new graphic designer to, you know, join the team, either local in Vegas or remote. So by all means, please do apply if you're out there. Aside from that, wow, I had no idea you were doing that. So uh, yeah, <laughs> all you little, all you little, uh, I don't even know what I was going to call people. All you little <laughs> gracious people out there, you want to send a DM our way, let us mm. know. Ready to roll? Yeah, yeah, let's hit it. All right, let's get into it. And the first thing I want to talk with you about, Zan, ironically, you have worn the correct clothing for oh, this topic. I came prepared. Yeah, Let's go. I, I am the arse kisser <laughs> as per usual, but mm. still a very fun talking point because tons of organizations you guys are fans of have skins inside different games and esports out there. 100 Thieves is certainly one of them mm -hmm. as they have continued their expansion, something I believe we'll talk about on the channel in a solo video for Rogue Company, but 100 Thieves has done time and time again. They have put themselves uh, in the marketing strategy of actually getting in-game skins for games that other esports orgs don't guaranteed get, which is very odd. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, for, of course, we've seen League of Legends, we've seen CSGO, R6, Rocket League. Usually if you have a team, a well-established team, and you compete well enough, you get skins in those games. Over the past year or so, we've had uh, 100 Thieves kind of take a bit of a different route to in-game skins. Indeed. It seems like they're just putting more time and energy into it than other orgs out there. Because like you said, like if you're doing well enough in the game, you, maybe you get your own skin. We saw this the Call of Duty League. I believe Rain Rainbow Six also has this for a yep. couple orgs out there. But it's all like package deals. It's not individual orgs going out of their way to get their own unique skin made. Thank you. Very good point. Because usually, you know, if you make a CSGO major, boom, mm, skins. Right. R6, Rocket League, you make RLCS, boom, skins. But for 100 Thieves, first of all, Nade Shot's pull, this is kind of a different one, a different stringent. His pull in the Call of Duty scene, he was the first person to get his own personalized skins in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. But it follows up because 100 Thieves then got their own kits inside mm. FIFA 20, I believe. Mm. And now, months later, Rogue Company on the verge of coming out, 100 Thieves is the first esports org to get their own skins, potentially going to be released soon in the game. And every other esports org is kind of nowhere to be found. Yeah, they're kind of just hanging out in the background, like, just like how, like how did you guys how, how did you guys do that can we get that email too like what, what's up it's, there it's like when, uh, like when freaking uh, Atlanta phase got that deal mm. for Call of Duty and right, all the right. other teams are like how'd you how'd you um you guys want to yeah can you put us in touch with that person too like which I, I gotta wonder if this is just part of 100 Thieves focus on merchandising and if we'll see a little bit more of this I from other is, orgs man. too because I think Team Liquid is really making moves they're really trying to step their game up when it comes to apparel C9 doing great things G2. as well with Puma G2 phase, of course obviously yeah phase doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if, if it's something about 100 Thieves approach to, approach to merchandise yeah. that's the cause of this. Now, of course, naturally people are going to be like, oh, they're not focusing enough on esports. Uh. Okay, cool enough. You can have that opinion. That is a very, you can definitely argue for that. Mm. But what they're doing elsewhere, other departments, it's certainly very impressive. You know, last week we talked about G2, Ocelot taking on everyone for mm. their esports success. This week we talk about 100 Thieves and their in-game skin success. It does continue, and we will see if other organizations can keep up and progress in the same manner. 
All right, Jake, talking about, you know, big, unique things entering the gaming space. Let's talk about Amazon real quick. Amazon. Yeah, the big dog, owner of Twitch, (laughs) uh, unveiling their brand new cloud gaming service named Luna. Here we go. I knew knew you were going to come back to this. If you guys, (laughs) uh, man, if you guys are podcast listeners, you know, Mm -hmm. Zan went off about Google Stadia, and now a rival of that continues Uh with the Amazon Titan. Are we surprised? Uh, I I wouldn't say we're surprised, and I will right off the bat, I'll say I I still love Stadia. Stadia is still great. I will probably be playing Cyberpunk on Stadia. I think it's a quality Good. Product. It's something that worked out for you <laughs> yeah, and uh, for many others. Uh, I'm one of the five people who actually yes, like, you know, enjoys uh, it, perhaps. But I'm glad you're being honest. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. either way, yeah, Amazon's now entered the game. Doing something a little bit different here. Uh, instead of buying games organically, instead of just going out and saying, hey, I want to buy the new Call of Duty, users actually subscribe to channels. Kind of like you subscribe to like HBO. You subscribe to a channel of games. You know, it's very weird. I don't think we've seen this before in the space. Do we know how they're gonna, are they going to split up like by genre, like FPS to MOBA? Or? We don't have 100% concrete details yet since it's still in that early access period. I don't think the product launches until like a month or so from now. And right now we know that there's going to be one channel dedicated to Ubisoft games exclusively. And then there's going to be oh. another channel that's dedicated to just a broad array of games, like kind of like a sampler type so situation. you think they might split it by developer? Yeah, like I maybe think so. Subs- like something weird subscribe, like that. Do Epic Games. Subscribe yeah, yeah. to Valve. Get all the EA games for five ninety nine a month. Something like that. You Interesting. Know? Now, that would be a deal, actually. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> $60 titles. <laughs> yeah, right, which is kind of great for the gaming space. And the, part of the reason I want to bring this up is because I think it's great to see more companies embracing cloud gaming, and I think this could be huge for the esports and gaming scene in a lot of ways. First yeah. of all, just the pure potential for Twitch integration here. Imagine you're watching somebody play a game on Twitch, and you just have a button right there. You click on it, you go play the game on the cloud just because it's all web-based anyway just like that. That could be big, especially if they integrate Twitch Prime subs with Amazon Prime and all that. Like if they get some kind of deal going there, Amazon has shown that they're very willing to get cross promotion between their products in that sense. Yeah. Aside from that though, and kind of the point that I think we're not going to be really talking about a ton in the immediate future, but will be a big part of the future of esports is the fact that these cloud-based platforms level the playing field for everybody and prevent any interference whatsoever. So somebody's trying to hack, you can't do that if the game isn't actually on your machine. Uh, if you're accessing okay, the game okay. on the cloud, you can't. It it maintains all that competitive integrity. Interesting, interesting twist for it. Now I, mm. I don't know if this is just my opinion. I, mm. I feel like cloud gaming is kind of ahead of its time for the mm. time being. Obviously, yeah. seeing all these big companies finally entering, especially with Amazon, it gives you a bit more hope. Mm. Is it is it a bit too far forward? You know, like franchise leagues, is it here a bit too soon? Uh-huh. Maybe we'll have to see how they adjust things. But it's certainly reassuring to see someone tied to Twitch as an Amazon mm. also entering, saying, "Hey, let's uh, let's bring a bit of a change. See if this works. You know, have all these big companies make their jibs and their." Jibs and see what works mm-hmm. and what does not. Mm-hmm. It's kind of reassuring. So now we have Twitch, or we, I should say Amazon. Uh, you know, they already had New World. Huh? <laughs> I'm hopeful. Uh, yeah, I mean... Well, I mean, you saw Crucible. That game flopped so hard, they unreleased it. It was bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, was bad. yeah. Uh, either way, hey, MMOs, uh, cloud gaming with Luna. Amazon has certainly continued to make moves in gaming, mm. which has to be reassuring. So Absolutely. we'll see what works and what does not, and we'll see what happens with cloud gaming in the future. And now, guys, a quick word from our sponsors. You've counted on restaurants, now they're count on you and while their dining may be closed they're still open for delivery with doordash doordash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door ordering is easy open the doordash app choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting choose from your favorite national restaurants like chipotle wendy's and the cheesecake factory 
Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And guys and gals, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering off on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now, let's get back to the podcast. And Xana, for this past week, and some gigantic news was one of the biggest contract extensions. Mm. Let me make that clear extensions, not signees. I know I've already joked about FaZe Cloaksy a bit too much signing a four year contract, mm. one of the lengthier contracts we've ever seen. Uh, in gaming, but with the same organization, that's going to be an org known as FaZe Clan. I'm sure you're well aware of them. And yeah. <laughs> Actually, who is that? Yeah. Yeah, fa- how do you spell that? With a P? <laughs> I, oh, audio listeners, I'm going to see me doing yeah, yeah. a phase-up. Doing a phase-up, yeah. Just know, uh, Jake knows the phase-up, sorry, uh, yeah, guys. Just yeah. know, so he's cool. You I know. know. He, he's got the certifications <laughs> on deck. Either way, though, I, I really do enjoy a lot of the moves that Phase Clan makes. I know people like to rag on me for you know not not liking Phase Clan at times. They make some big moves. They make controversial moves. I say it every time we talk about them. I would say one of their bigger and better moves is re-signing the guy like Nick Merckx mm. for a three-year extension. Now, this has been clarified as a partnership deal. We do not know the monetary value that comes with this, even if there is a monetary monthly value, like we see typically with, you know, when XQC was with mm-hmm. Sentinels. Uh, when the LG Fortnite boys, who are now at 1%, were with LG, they were making monthly salaries and being paid very well to do so. Uh, I wanted to talk about why FaZe Clan or why Nick Merckx re signed with FaZe Clan for three years, as he is potentially now the biggest streamer on the Twitch platform. It seems like an odd time to maybe mm-hmm. tie himself down to an organization. Uh, I feel like in a lot of ways, the partnership between Nick Merckx and FaZe is super unique, where unlike a lot of other people in his position, Nick Merckx has like all this freedom to really do whatever he wants, embrace whatever deals he wants, make whatever content he wants to. He's not aggressively tied down to the FaZe brand in the sense that he has to be doing FaZe stuff constantly. Yep. You know, they really give him that breathing room to build and expand his own brand, and it really feels like both Nick Merckx and FaZe Clan are benefiting really well from just helping each other out like this. Yes, and uh, I cannot really tell you guys exactly who I heard from, but it definitely have been, um, you know, hearing some things about this deal and the way that FaZe Clan operates is so unique because person by person, and there might be other esports orgs doing very similar things, so forgive me about that, but each and every phase member is signing different contracts, mm-hmm. very unique basis for each and every one. Nick Merckx, way different from Phase Swag. Phase Swag, way different from Phase Bronny James, Tifu, Cloaksy, all signing different agreements. And I think you nailed it on the head when it comes to a mutually beneficial partnership. Nick is not tied down. Nick is mm-hmm. not forced to sign with anyone. He chose to re-sign with Phase for three years. And at, in his current position, you know that they must be offering him something that he couldn't get without FaZe. And so I think it comes down to, at least from what I've heard, he brings eyeballs to FaZe, mm-hmm. and FaZe brings him the deals and, and the connections that he could not get without them. And so it's kind of weird to see these two titans coming together in a mutual partnership. Mm-hmm. It might not be monetary value right up front, but what they bring to each other 
is very, very wor- worth a lot of money. Probably invaluable, Next really. Up, mm-hmm. segment out yeah. there, but and so uh, I just wanted to clarify my position on that because when I first released so a video, you know, quick thinking here and there, and then eventually some people reached out to me to cl- clarify exactly what this meant. It still is a gigantic deal. Well, oh, huge. I mean, by the end huge. of this three years, millions of dollars will be exchanged mm. or at least earned by both these parties together. So um, either way, you know, Nick Merckx, it's a, definitely a, a weird position to be because he is one of the world's top streamers mm-hmm. and one of very few who is still tied to an organization so I wanted to clarify a bit as to maybe why you know, I see him as a friend, but he's really okay, Jake. This one is a little bit more of a talking point, something that we've lightly danced around previously that I find super fascinating. Let's talk about the fact that Rocket League went free to play this week and how successful that has been for them immediately. Right out of the gate. Yes. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, Rocket League just recently went free to play uh, on this Tuesday, I believe it was. And one day later, they broke their concurrent player base record with over a million concurrent players. Which makes sense to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, to be fair, it does It does make a lot of sense. Yeah. But their previous record was only, uh, and I pull out the numbers here, it was only 119,124. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's actually, that, okay. Yeah, yeah, that gap is huge. And I think everybody knows Rocket League is a pretty good game. Just at base level, I think nobody's ever going to really contest that. You know, it's got a lot of that broad audience appeal. It's got that easy, easy to pick up, hard to master feel to it. Yep, So I think it's got great potential for outside viewership, too. Too. It's oh, understandable, absolutely. like Counter Strike, and more family friendly. Yeah, much a little bit. There's not terrorists in the cars. You know, There's so. not. There are not. Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> but um, anyway, kind of what I wanted to branch off of from here is: Do you think that going free to play is the move going forward for games like this? I mean, we've talked about this before, so yeah, 100, percent I do. Uh, to give you a quick reference point, I'm sure you're well aware of, and you guys watching are as well. When Counter Strike Global Offensive went free, it too uh, shortly afterwards broke. Uh, concurrent player base records that was also during the midst of a pandemic so literally free to play everyone's at home Mm. boom 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 I can tell you this they didn't break their concurrent player base by almost tenfold yeah not even close to that it was you know I think it was like maybe a a rise of like I don't know 10 15 it's a gander 10 15 percent and even then it has the backfall of okay you're now free to play Mm. cheaters hackers are like oh (laughs) yeah that is that is always the uh, the concern there (laughs) yeah um, but I mean I, I do think we've already talked about this Mm. Uh, it is certainly the future. I mean, I, sorry, I no, 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 had to swallow. <laughs> uh, we've already seen so many titles out there go this way, mm. and there's only a few that remain at the very top of esports and gaming that are not free. Mm. Um, Overwatch has that placeholder. I think I think R6 is one as well. Yep. Um, mm. There's there's a few others, but when we look at you know the long list of top games out there, a far majority of them now have gone free to play. It has its downsides. It has its upsides. Mm. I personally think way more upside than down. I 100% agree. I think it's so much better for the health of the game if the multiplayer component is free at least. Uh, we just saw when Halo Infinite was planned to come out this year. They had I forgot said, about that. Yeah, the multiplayer for that was going to be free. I forgot about Halo. Shocker. <laughs> well, hey, so considering the game probably isn't coming out until the end of next year, you might as well forget about it for now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot they too kind of mm-hmm. took over that model and so it kind of it turned a lot of heads. Mm-hmm. I don't I would love to argue it because it would probably take a bit more time, but right. certainly if you can somehow compensate for taking away that upfront fee away. Mm. I mean, even Xbox is going towards more of a yeah. monthly pay, not the upfront $500. You know, let's go monthly for these parents out there who are strapped for cash. Mm. Same with games. Play the game for free and then implement all these ways in the game if you want skins, if you want a battle pass. As long as the general reach of the game remains free and your in-game purchases don't take away from that, I 
personally think it's the future. It does just sound like a win, especially with game prices raising in next gen. Uh, PlayStation is confirmed they're going up to seventy dollars, and oh yeah, that's even that's even higher in other regions. Yeah, because you know none of that is ever balanced properly because people can't convert money when they make those decisions. Apparently, I pers I would love to see a lot of games go free because that means so many more gamers could be around the world, and you know we love that. You know that's, that's the future here. We can end on this too because I'm actually scared if Call of Duty ever goes free. It is. Like, can, can, can we, dude, look at how successful Warzone was, like, out of the gate, just like that. True. That's, Still and that's a only a, that's a taste. That's a yeah. taste of what, mm -hmm. I mean, man, I really do think, uh, franchise model or not, I think Call of Duty has such a long-term future. Mm -hmm. And I, I really am scared if their main game title ever goes from $60 to zero. I don't think, dude. I think, I think we're going to see that. We've already started to see them separating parts of the game out, where, like, the campaign is technically separate from the multiplayer. And, and technically separate from zombies or whatever. Creator coach for Warzone me could mean future more in-game items, more and more in-game items. I don't know, man. It's going to be nuts. You, yeah, you got to realize when they, if they ever launch some creator codes, um, you know, for a lot more people out mm. there, part of that goes back to Activision, and that's a great way to make 100%. up for sixty bucks up front, dude. I don't know. This gets me too excited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll end on that. What do you guys think? Is the future of gaming titles being completely free? And certainly going to be a long-term future talking point because you know if we if we get to keep our jobs for a couple of years here, hopefully be talking about this one as well. Uh, that being the future of esports pros and pro players in general for gaming, do they offer enough? to their organizations. Now, we I'm sure a lot of you guys watching are fans of creators and streamers and pro players who compete for organizations. As are we. Yes, yeah. uh, massive fans. I'm sure you guys know that of a lot of people out there. It was actually Sponge from the Counter-Strike scene, a talent caster commentator, a desk talent from Counter-Strike coming out in the past week or so and making a great point on an HLTV confirmed podcast where he talks about especially CS pros, but this goes to all pros out there, potentially not offering back enough to do esports organizations, especially right now, um, with all the inflated salaries across so many games out there, we have pro players making anywhere from I don't know, as low as sixty, but upwards of half a million dollars plus per year just to compete. And so he stresses, if you're not making content, you're not enough of a value to an org right now. Absolutely, and I think it's an excellent point that a lot of people can agree with. They can see the logic there because when he when he says stuff like you're not making content, he doesn't mean showing up for a picture here or there or showing up when the companies and releasing a new clothing line he means like actively going out there and promoting both yourself and the org and really making content that draws people to you as well as like puts more eyes on the brand overall and we see so few creators so few I should say or so so few pros that are really pursuing the creator angle like actively as well yeah and I, I truly do think that's why we're seeing you know even despite pandemic and all of this we mm. saw Fortnite organizations, esports organizations continue to sign Fortnite players right. because there were so many players that were making content mm -hmm. and competing. When you have weekly cash cups and all of these, you know, high dollar amount, you know, weekly or daily cups for Fortnite, you have players who are not only streaming, making content and competing. So of course, if you're NRG esports, you're going to be like, yo, let's sign some Fortnite guys. Meanwhile, they left Counter-Strike because we can't afford to pay those guys salaries that are higher than our Fortnite guys and they're not making content besides just competing in matches. Mm -hmm. And so Sponge goes on to say, you showing up for a match is not enough exposure. Yes, currently in Counter-Strike, even further so, it's oversaturated, mm -hmm. so not as many viewers, right? right so right. if you're, you know, you're simple, you're showing up for Na'Vi and you're playing a match, cool. You're doing your job, but you're not going above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And I, I would say vice versa. 
in these contracts, a lot of organizations are not requiring it of their players. Of course. So go for it. But it makes you think of someone like Hex, who time and time again, or Nade Shot has said, storylines, content, build your brand and, and help your org help you, right? Uh, so your, your organization's paying you, but I think all of these pros, and a lot of us can agree, these pros still have a lot to offer. Absolutely. And I think it's crucial to really take into account how much having pros on your roster who are also great personalities out there making content has done for raising the value of companies like 100 Thieves, like NRG. I don't think the Huntsmen would be in the place they were right now if they didn't have a roster full of very, very personable people who are out there making content. They're competing at a high level, definitely. They've got that on lock, but they're also bringing all this other stuff to the table. It's just, it really goes to show what Optic did mm -hmm. so early on to yes. build their characters. It is so rare. And, and I hope so, so that if any esports orgs are listening right now, and uh, to all the fans out there as well, I'm sure you guys want more content from your favorite players, right? Mm -hmm. As we all do, you have to start sometime. If you want to be where Optic is now with the Huntsmen, I mean, what they have done, it's just in the first season, it's nuts. Yeah, right. You don't see it. Easily, I'd say, the most recognizable name in the CDL right now. I mean, you can look at a guy like Skump or a guy like Formal or Karma, any of the former Optic guys and, and what they are. A guy like Skump is a complete rarity, but if you want to be the future Skump, you got to start now yeah and i i truly do think we see it with the fortnite creators out there 100 agree they their follower counts their viewer counts their impressions are so nuts because they are doing everything possible in their power i feel like that's so much of the reason that fortnite was ever successful is that pros so much of like that whole mentality in that scene was i'm a pro i'm making content i'm i'm if i'm not always making content i'm at least putting out a video here or there i'm doing something and it almost became tough to, to yeah. uh you know dissect who was a pro and mm. who is a streamer yeah yeah just like a content like, creator at one point or out, yeah. another <laughs> myth myth uh -huh. was a pro a comp a ninja was a competitor you know mm -hmm. all nick Merckx, these guys who are not pro players in the fortnite scene people didn't know what to call it. like were you a streamer are you a creator are you a pro mm -hmm. because they were doing it all mm -hmm. and so i really do think that could be the future you got to start at some point I, we understand it's tough. It is yeah, tough definitely. as an esports player and pro to get views and to, mm -hmm. and to grab an audience. It is so hard. Absolutely. But you got to start at one point or another. And so, super curious what you guys think about this. Are esports pros offering enough back to their esports organizations? I feel like we should could have gone on forever. Yeah, as per usual, we hope you guys all enjoy the Esports Rewind podcast. That was a killer one, man. Definitely one of our, our longer episodes as well. We really do truly enjoy diving into these topics with all of you guys as well. Hope you guys enjoy it too. Zan, want to hit him with that classic outro? Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you'd like to listen to the Esports Rewind podcast on the go on iTunes, Spotify, your favorite podcast platform of choice, you can find us as part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T. I-O-N. We're right there alongside a lot of, a lot of other quality podcasts covering esports and gaming, so by all means, go check it out. Shout out to our audio listeners. We appreciate you guys tuning in. If you'd like some more daily esports news content, check us out on YouTube at Esports Talk. Anybody who ever wants to reach out to share a story, send a kind word, just say, hey, you can always reach out in the comments down below or find us on Twitter at talk underscore esports. You can find us on Instagram at esports underscore talk. Quick shout out to some of the new content we're doing over there, doing daily recaps of the biggest stories. 
real quick. I know a lot of people have asked for that since we upload a little bit much, so it can be a little difficult to watch, you know, all, all the videos that we do post in one day. So by, by all means, check that out as well. You can also find our website, esportstalk.com, for some of the stories we don't get to cover on the channel. Uh, I think that's about it for me. Jake, you have anything you'd like to leave the people with? We hope you're all taken care out there. We appreciate you guys listening in uh, to the best esports podcast in the entire world. Uh, maybe one day. TM, TM. <laughs> trademark, trademark. Until next time, hope you guys all take care. All right, we'll catch you back here next week, same time, same day, with the Esports Rewind Podcast. Take care, folks. Cheers. Bye. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.